Warning. This podcast may contain adult themes and inappropriate language not suitable for the kids. You've been warned. Oh, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be back again. EFTM. Tech. Cars. Lifestyle. This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen and Jeff Quattromani. Yeah, g'day. Welcome back to the EFTM Man Cave. I'm Chris Bowen, the motoring editor of EFTM, and I'm joined by a man who you'll see on the TV every morning. He's on the radio just about every night across the nation and across the day, and when he's not, he's right here on the podcast. Hello, Trevor Great Long. to be here, Bodog. You know what? I've, I've got a great vibe about this show. Very Do you have the same so. vibe? Yeah, look, we've both got auras. Like We just feel so good yeah. about ourselves. And Life is good. I think I've pinpointed what, what that is. What is that, Trevor? It's Jeff's not here. Jeff's not here. How good is it? The empty chair. In fact, there's no chair. No chair at all. It's just us two sitting here because he is down in Melbourne at the Grand Prix until Saturday at least. Well, who gives a rats? No one does. No, no one no one gives a rats. But do you know what? Mm. But we've got a lot to get through. There's a lot of cool cars you've driven. There's That's a bunch right. of tech yes. going around. We'll talk a bit about bit serious stuff about the Facebook thing going on because mm. I, I, I'm interested in it. It's, yeah. a, it's a fascinating thing. Yeah. But we might just touch base with Jeffy Boy, don't you reckon? Have you got his number? Let's dial him up. Okay. Let's get him on the line. Here we go. This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen and Jeff Quattromani. Well, as we've just mentioned in the opener, we have an empty chair here in the studio and none of us really give a rats about that fact, but we've managed to locate the man himself, Jeff Crotramani, who's conducting himself like some kind of influencer down there in Melbourne, and we cross to him now live. G'day, Jeff. <laughs> What's going on? You're on the Hello, air, Jeff. Mate. You're on the air, as they say in the business. Is that you, Jeff? you on the air with? Is that you oh, you're on the air <laughs> <laughs> Your two cohorts? Mate, this is incredible. Is this live? <laughs> yeah, no, because the podcast is always live, Jeff. Yeah, I yeah. mean, seriously, you've been yeah, doing yeah. like 17 episodes. You don't know it's actually not live. How much have you had a drink today? Oh, look, I've been going into the Pinot Noir and the Sangiovese, and it's been stunning. I just have to make sure I test and taste every wine that they do have available on the menu here at number 35 restaurant in the Sofitel on Collins. Would you be able to pass a breath test, breath test right now? <laughs> I would pass it. It would be past the legal limit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he is off his dial. You know, normally in radio, it's illegal to put guests to wear who are over the, the legal right. limit, but uh, I don't think we are regulated by anyone, no, really. No. <laughs> I promise you I am not driving. I, although I was just driving on an F1 simulator, ladies and gentlemen, and I did top the timesheets for EFTM.com, and everyone else here got pantsed by at least... 1.2 seconds. I have a photo to prove it, and I'm very proud of it. Oh. I can't, I just, I'm still in shock at how drunk he is. That's what I'm in shock by. This is a deja vu. This reminds me of Vegas. Remember, remember that nightclub, Jeff? <laughs> Mate, I do. Where's your foot? I'm ready to slam a chair on it again. <laughs> yes, I did injure my foot. Courtesy Jeff, of Jeff. Why, why are you pretending to be an influencer? Because that's what it looks like on your Instagram account. Do you think that's what it is? I'm, uh, I'm here as media. I've been sitting with a number of journalists who write for very serious media outlets. Mm. Um, what, as opposed to us? Well, look, I, I don't write them. Uh, the ones that I've been with have been rather boring, and that suits their publications. But I've been out there just trying to do my best. I at least know who the drivers are. A lot of them here don't. Yeah. Um, look, 
I did see Sebastian Vettel. I had a moment and didn't get a photo with him because it was too important of a situation. You had a moment. You take had a us, semi. Take us through the moment of Daniel Ricciardo's semi, which you probably heard last week or the week before. I think it was a bit beyond that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we play the warning at the start of the podcast. Jeff, look, I know you're down there hobnobbing with the best of them. Just take us through the last 48 hours. I mean, you've obviously gone down there, courtesy of Virgin, our good friends. Take us through your days. Yeah, that's a good question, Bowen. Uh, look, I've been here. I, I arrived into sunny Melbourne uh, after leaving Sydney. Which do was we really miserable. care? Dead no. Nah. I don't think <laughs> we care. Let's just do the boring. podcast without him. Let's just do the rest of the show without him. He's as boring as a back of a bus. This is the EFTM podcast. Well, I don't know if I can follow that because he's a goose, but we need to talk about Facebook. I've been around for a long time, radio, audio-wise. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of it. That was probably the lowest four minutes of audio I've ever had <laughs> channeled through my ears. <laughs> P.S., like a lot of people, I reckon, skip through that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'd love people to tweet us, at Trevor Long, at The Bowen. Did you skip through that part of this podcast because it was just, you could tell he was full, fully cut, and also, Jeff, He's not really of great value. If someone can pick his uh, content of alcohol limit, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll send someone down to test him. Now, one of the one of the ways we know that Jeff is where he is because he posts prolifically to Facebook. Mm. And um, oh, there's been a massive story going around. Whenever you're listening to this, it's still relevant. Yeah. You know, if you're flying Virgin Australia and it's, uh, you know, winter, that's fine. Still relevant because it's about Facebook and we all use it. Like a ridiculous number of Aussies use it. Huge percentage. Mm. And what happened was... This company back in 2013, we're talking five years ago, this bloke works out that if you run a personality quiz on Facebook, you can gather information about people. Forget the whole Cambridge Analytica rubbish. Just let's focus on that. All those people that fill in those quizzes, you know, which city are you? Mm. Which which princess are you? Which Mm. Disney character are you? All of those things are not designed to give you fun and entertainment. They're designed to gather your information, Mm. right? Because they want people building databases of other people. Because when you say, yes, I'm going to fill this in, you say, click, you click the Facebook button, you hand over your name, your email address, probably your date of birth, probably where you live, a list of, of your friends, mm-hmm. probably a list of what you like. All those things become someone's property then. They're not required to, to disclose what they're going to do with that information, right? And so they're building databases on people. Now, some random you know, company that builds a, a, a silly quiz about which animal you use, probably just trying to find a, create a database that they can sell ads to. But you've got people like Cambridge Analytica who are trying to determine people's political leanings and also their vulnerabilities to target them with political advertising. Mate, it just proves to me that people have no idea what they're handing over online on Facebook. I mean, when was the last time you went to your privacy settings and said, maybe, I've, maybe I'm giving a bit too much away? Yeah, look, I, I did lock it down probably a year or so ago. I, How I guess, hard did you find that? It, it, particularly through the app rather than a laptop oh. and via your mobile device. I mean, you know, there's nowhere that... You, you, don't, you don't get that deeper layer of information you mm. can access through a laptop, obviously. So I need to do that personally. I don't understand why people fall for it. It's like... You, you would pick up junk mail in the in the in your um your mailbox and and read that you know from front to back would you this is like modern day junk mail really but it, but it's also as you said gathering 
extremely personal information about it is, you. Mate, I wake up. I'm quite saddened by the people in my feed who share yes. those scams. The, yeah. not, not even the quizzes, mm. the scams. Mm. Like there's people like Bunnings voucher for every share. Mm. Qantas mystery Woolies, flights. Culls, Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah. They're not like EFGM does giveaways. The yeah. reason that's difficult for us mm. is because people think it's a scam. Exactly. We actually had comments this week giving away a, a brand new Samsung phone. People saying, "Oh, this is obviously a scam, but I'm going to like it anyway, just in case." Same thing happened to the iPhone when we gave away the iPhone 10. But you know, we have T's and C's, um, which we have yeah. to apply for that and yeah. actually get a permit. People, um, people don't realise what they're what they're giving away when they have a bit of fun on the internet, mm. right? So Zuckerberg has put his hand up on his personal page and said, "Look." We've stuffed up. He updated his status. Why on earth has it taken him so long <laughs> to actually... Real, well, he would have known what was going on, to acknowledge it. What has brought this to a head? Well, made a massive piece of journalism, really. The the Channel 4, The Guardian, all these people did this investigation of this Cambridge Analytica mob, mm. and it proved that... And Zuckerberg confirmed. This mm. bloke had 300,000 people fill in a quiz. Yeah. 300,000. Yeah. But through that, got tens of millions of people's details. Mm. And now Facebook locked that down a year after it happened. They changed the rules a little bit, but it doesn't doesn't change the fact that people are still doing quizzes today mm. that have the same problem. So Zuckerberg reckons they're going to make privacy an easier thing to lock down. They're going to lock down apps after a few months. They're going to stop what by default people get handed over. But mate, by the time some people listen to this podcast, Facebook shares will be back up. Mm. People won't have deleted Facebook. Who's deleting Facebook really? No one. Do you know what's really annoying to me is people on another platform like Twitter going, "Oh, let's all delete mm. Facebook." Mate, no one's doing it. People um, tend to respond more heavily to criticism when it comes to Snapchat, particularly when a celebrity comes out and bags it. I think that happened recently with one of the uh, Kardashians. Yep. Um, publicly uh, said she wasn't happy with the new format, and uh, as a result, I mean, their shares tumbled. Yeah. Um, so that's probably but you remember more volatile. Like five, that, five that ten years ago, that would happen every six months with Facebook. Yeah, well, that's right. The view of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. hate it now, yeah. but no one ever yeah. deleted it. Yeah. Because, mate, we rely on it so much. Think about how often From a business you look at Facebook. Yeah. But individuals too. Yeah. Like, I know there's people in my family, I'm mm. talking second and third cousins, yeah. they, they're just always, all, I can tell they're always on it. Yeah. All they're doing is just playing games and quizzes and yeah. just updating the status. My sister is just posting the most random crap <laughs> all the time. <laughs> And and you just like seriously, you either got to get off your phone yeah. or you've got to you got to admit that you're never getting off Facebook. Yeah, delete Facebook movement. It's seriously not powerful. It's never going to happen. It's <laughs> like turning the power off for some people. That's exactly yeah. right. And you know what? It's kind of fundamental. And this is the thing they've cornered. Mm. The reason this data breach is so excessive is because how many apps have you downloaded where it says do you want to log in with Facebook? And you go, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, yeah. Look, I know <laughs> when that happens that I, I know what it entails, but I, I am guilty of doing that because mm. it is easy. I do it all the time because yeah. it's either Facebook or Google for me. Yeah. And I'll normally try and choose Google, yeah. but sometimes just it's just the best option is Facebook. Mm. But people don't realize what they're handing over. And, yeah. you know, we can't change that. I'm not yeah. going to change it here. I'm not going to change the world. Yeah. But I'm just saying the hype over it. The South Australia had elections recently. Mm. There was a company called I360, because mm. one of the Adelaide radio stations rang me about it, um, who claimed to have played a role in the Liberal victory there. Mm. And I360 do exactly what Cambridge Analytica do. They mm. analyse data and they, they create profiles. 50 million profiles they have in America. Ten, I think they said 10 million identified individuals. Now, that 10 million doesn't sound like a lot mm. in American terms because there's 300 million people there. Mm. Think about knowing who ten million people were and being able to target them. That's incredible. That's yeah. not came, that's not Facebook. That's yeah. just data. This yeah. this stuff's going on every day of the week in companies all around the world, from marketing to politics. 
to who the hell knows what, and you can't you can't avoid it. Is Instagram a safer platform? I know it's owned by Facebook, um, but for that very reason, no, it's not. Yeah. No, because okay. th- see, Twitter is a great example of how data's used. Twitter mm. started giving birthday balloons on your profile. Mm, mm. I'd never put my birthday in, right? Just so because you, people... you miss out on the party. No, 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 no. I get the balloons. You still get them because they work it out. Because people say happy birthday to you, right? Okay. So if if, if you get an at the bow on happy birthday, yeah. Twitter goes must be his birthday, mm. and they mark it down. It's data. Yeah. So Instagram, they know where you are. They know what sort of things you post. They can have, I don't know if they're doing it yet, but if they're not, they will be. Image recognition that can work out you post more about cars than you do about anything mm, else. Mm. That's profiling. And don't get me started on Google. Yeah. If you look up Google, yeah. Google, Google, um, their profile on you is solidly accurate. Mm. You've never told them how old you are. You've mm. never told them what you're interested in. I'm telling you, it'll say you're mid-30s, you're, you love cars, mm. you do this, and you, it'll tell you everything, mate. It's freakishly cool. Look, before we move on, there's a common theme in our household about the amount of tech we have and things that could potentially be listening to us like Google yep. Home, Siri, and, and other devices. Over the weekend, there was a problem, right? Uh, we simply ran out of cat food and I'd been talking about it for two days. So I was feeding the cat just tuna, human tuna. So finally, push came to shove. And I human had to... tuna, you mean tuna made for humans? Made for humans, yeah. Because that'd be awesome. Imagine human tuna. So f- <laughs> I just imagined you at Parramatta Stadium in the hot dog zoo. <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah. Oh, the Subway sandwich. The Subway sandwich yeah, mate, Bodog. Of Paramount $50 a pop. If you good. ever threw a bottle at the Subway no, sandwich. No, it was Shark Park. I got attacked. Oh, I got attacked in the in goal area. Don't you remember that? I don't. Know. Mate, I retired after that. I had my back to the crowd. It was the hill there at Shark Park. And in, in about the 43rd minute of the second half, basically, some bloke from the crowd smashed me from behind. Smashed me. Like, absolutely poleaxed me. And I'm inside a giant blow-up, you know, uh, Subway sandwich, which had a like a generator and, and a fan, which kept it erect. And <laughs> and I couldn't see a thing. And all I could hear subsequently after me being poleaxed was like foot, you know, people running around frantically, which were the security guards chasing this bloke who smashed me. And then I had to inflate myself because there was no my no way I was taking that gear off. And then I walked off the field in a huff as the Subway sandwich. I never went back. It's just, I was the victim of crowd violence. I mean, I, seriously, <laughs> even me looking back at the vision I see myself on the television, I would actually run in front of the crowd and attack me. You look like, <laughs> particularly if you had a thousand. Anyway, what were we talking about? I forget. Anyway, we started getting ads on oh, Facebook yeah, about, pet, about Pet Barn. Yeah. Like something is listening to me at home. I didn't Google anything about pet food. Why would I? There has to be something listening no. to us. It's a thing called cognitive bias. What? Cognitive bias. Cognitive bias. The, the ads, That's what it is. The ad's always been there. Mm. You're just noticing it. Right, now. okay. That's what it is. All right, it's official. I've no, been no. diagnosed with cognitive, cognitive bias. bias. So because so there's always been pet food ads there, yeah. but because you desperately need pet food and, you, and, and you're actually looking for it and you've talked about it and yeah. you, you're like, GC's like, why are you giving a bloody human tuna again? You're like, there's no such thing as human tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I swear it happens too often. Human <laughs> <laughs> tuna. That you you then recognise that ad yeah. and you see it. Well, I hope you never so. saw it before. You sure it's not Google Home? Hundred percent. So it's just there in the Maybe background, 99%. lurking, lurking. Maybe it's not. Do we really know? I don't want to start a drama. I here. trust Siri more than Google. I've got to say, oh, they're not it's listening. City of the quarter. The cloud computing power doesn't exist for them to be constantly listening. Okay, they're just listening bias. for the words. Okay, Google. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen, and Jeff Contramani. 
Well, yes, as we mentioned, Jeff isn't here. Thank Thankfully, God. and if he was in that state, he wouldn't be here anyway. He's a disgrace. I mean, I know. Also, I... if you follow him on Instagram, how bad did his collar look when he was posing <laughs> with Giancarlo Fisciatella? <laughs> what about that? How? When was the last time that bloke drove? It must be. Well, I can tell you what, he's not it's, driving it's, to the gym. His picture in the 90s, wasn't he? <laughs> Mate, let me tell he's you. He's big now, literally. He smashed himself. Well, good luck to him. I mean, this is one fat bloke talking to another now. <laughs> we're, we're well qualified to talk about this. Look, went to another launch during the week. This time it was the Hyundai i30N. Now, look, in the business they call it an embargo, and it's a very long embargo. It means I can't tell you what I actually thought about the drive itself. Right. So you can't tell us the driving whether or not the car is better than another one, mm. the way it handles on the road. So what we can talk about is the vehicle exists, exactly. how much it costs, and some pretty cool stuff. Because mm. forget everything, right, mm. before you tell me about pricing and all that stuff. Mm. The second day, let's fast forward. Mm. You went to a racetrack, mm. and I've seen car launches at racetracks before. Mm. I think you went to um, Tasmania yeah. for an Audi one. Yeah, been down there. And that kind of stuff. Mm. It's kind of so that you know, I've driven around Phillip Island, Island in, yeah. in Audis, yeah. you know, it's on, so you can feel that it's you know it's an aggressive car mm, and it mm, sits well through mm, the corners and stuff. Mm. But this is different, mate, because they want you mm. to the point where they warrant you mm. to do track days. Yeah, they took us to Winton Raceway, and who would have thought, you know, five years ago you'd be taken on a launch where you drive a Hyundai on a V8 supercar racetrack? Crazy. And you're right, they have this amazing warranty which ca- basically covers casual track use. So it can't be competitive use. You're not racing. You're not trying to set lap times. Yep. These track days happen every weekend. Yep. And I've got to say, after doing one, I'd like to be involved. If we can get an EFTM track car trip, let's do it, okay? We'll be involved in it. Something, Mate. Just something cheap. That's the great the thing, second right? second-hand Toyota 86 would be great. The point is, a lot of us love fanging cars. Exactly. <laughs> it's not legal to do on the road. Yeah. Mm. So they open up these tracks, you pay a small yeah, fee, yeah. and you go for a fang. Absolutely. Most people have a rubbish car. Yeah. or a souped-up, you know, yeah. Yeah. something. Yeah. But to take your road-going hot hatch mm. and go, you know what, let's find out how it goes. So five-year warranty, they'll honour, and you can even put your own tyres on. So you can put slicks on, whatever tyres you want, because, you know, when it comes to track days, you certainly will burn through some tyres. So that's pretty extraordinary and very unique to the category. So, look, this i30 launched last year. It's received plenty of accolades, lots of Car of the Year type awards. That's because it's a great car. This is Hyundai's first attempt at creating a performance division. So they're going to apply the N nameplate to... I'm tipping a lot of models. I was maybe just going to say, so this is their HSV. This is their Nismo. This That's is exactly their... exactly what it is. Right. Yeah, exactly what it is. And, mate, they've come straight out of the gate and produced this car. And uh, it's, it's extremely powerful. It's a two-litre turbo engine, 202 kilowatts. That is huge. That's a lot of kilowatts for what you pay. And that's thirty nine nine ninety. you can get into one of these before on-roads. So on a spec level, how mm. does it compare to other hot hatches? Mate, that, look, it doesn't have the Brembo brakes, but it's got these red calipers with Ed logos on it. They are performance brakes. So they're, Again, they're I can't brakes. tell you how they perform, but the, you know, to apply Brembo brakes would have you know sent the price right, up by yeah. a couple of extra thousand dollars. Power, um, acceleration, and those kind of things on spec? Look, I can say, and look, there's been an international launch, so plenty of people can read about the i30N, minus the Australian tuning spec, which is what is unique to this particular review. It's a quick car. In a straight line, you're looking at about 6.2 seconds to 100. Plenty of torque. It's got an overboost function as well for around 18 seconds. Well, like a a curves button. Between a certain torque band. No, it just does it automatically. Between a certain torque band, there's a a bit of a boost in torque up to 378 newton meters from 353. So, look, again, without talking about any of the the, the actual driving. How good's an embargo? Oh, mate, it is hard to talk about. 
about. I've been on radio during the week trying to explain my way through it. But look, thirty nine nine ninety. There's a luxury pack which gets you some nicer seats and extra options for three thousand. If you want to add a panoramic sunroof to that, it'll take it up to five thousand. Look, in terms of competitors, there's obviously the Golf GTI, the Ford Focus RS, which don't have the same um, kilowatts. They they are a little bit underpowered compared to this, but they probably right. feel just as quick anyway. Cause that, so, so you're saying mm. that this car, Hyundai, yeah. comes into the same market as a Ford Focus RS and a, like a Volkswagen GTI? Yeah, and let, let me tell you, I think you're going to be very interested with some of the very interested with some of the comparisons which will come out within the next couple of weeks. Um, it, it look, uh, it's a good car. I can tell you that. It's as simple as that. And let me tell you, the driving program entailed an amazing drive from Albury. Because you, mate, you were down. You were gone oh, for two gone for days. Two days. The first leg was probably about four hundred k's all the way through the snowy mountains down to a lovely Hang place. On, so Albury from Albury south towards the you know the southern end of the snowy mountains, right, so not okay. the Threadbow Parish like or which is sort of in New Hotham, South Wales. That area, yeah, Hotham Falls Creek, and right. there's a lovely little place called Angler's Rest where we had lunch. Places I hadn't been to. The road are phenomenal, um, like tree-lined, very, very twisty, lots of debris all over the road. So challenging roads. They knew the conditions we were going to face. And then we went from, you know, down the bottom of the Alpine region to the top where Falls Creek is, from 32 degrees to, I think it was around 8 degrees at the top, complete white out in terms of fog, no snow at this time of year. So varying conditions. And then the next day, as I said, to the wintered race course. So, Which is in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah, look, that's near Wangaratta, basically. It is yeah. it is very rural. I, I, I mean... I still it, don't understand how they keep I don't know how they around. get a crowd there, to be honest. There's no real setup for grandstands. It's all hill-based, so people Maybe obviously that, well, that, park their cars there. I wonder if that's there. the one that'll disappear when the bend comes in in South Mate, Australia. Mate, it, it reminds me of the we old... drove past in the Tesla. That's right. It reminds me yeah. of the old Emaru or Oran Park. Yeah. It's still that... Confi- I don't know how they get 20 V8 supercars around there, let me tell you. It's a very challenging track. Um, even in something like this. Let Maybe alone... that's it. Maybe that it is actually challenging track and therefore it makes for good driving yeah, or yeah, racing. Yeah. Look, at, look, it's a great track. It's got you know a relatively long straight, lots and twists and turns and, and things like that. But look, a great time. People um, are really, I think, going to be excited by the i30. And there's 300 in the country ready to go for purchase in April. Oh, right, okay. The, the um, CEO of Hyundai Australia, JW they call him, simply JW. JW, great man. He did hint that there could be a few supply issues. Not sure it'd be on the same scale that Ford had with their Mustang, yeah. because this car has taken off in Germany of all places. They really? absolutely love it, and they put about ten thousand k's worth of testing on the Nurburgring over there um, for you know the the R and D development on the car, uh, along with some of the, the development they did out here in Australia. So look, Germany are going off. Europe is going off for it. Um, again, look, Hyundai, Kia, brands like that. You think about how extensive their lineup is from small cars to medium SUVs to large SUVs. So what, what could be next? And where, now performance where would cars, you put in like the, the Kia Stinger next. as well. Uh, the Veloster, probably. Um, oh, you throw it in that. Yeah, yeah, that's still going around. A little three-door. Is there a Stinger in? Um, no, well, that's on the Kia side all... of things. Oh, so of course, I, yeah. I think they'll, they'll, Kia will probably produce their own performance variant at so some Vel- point. So Veloster? Yeah. Mate, it'll, end up, it'll end up on the, the Santa Fe. Uh, a Santa Fe a, a performance SUV, maybe with a body kit. They might extend. It may not be all about power. They could just extend to N body kits. You never know. I mean, you know, BMW, BMW with their M. Ruined the M. It's the biggest category in the world for um, the M package in Australia. Actually, I mean, basically, there's very few BMWs that don't have the M package. It's That's almost, what I'm saying. You tick that box straight away. But I, mm. my view is, yeah, like I bought a BMW in the year 2000. Yeah, yeah. 
the M yeah. was an M. You bought an M3. Yeah, exactly. That was the M, M right? M Motorsport. <clears throat> M3 and M5 kind of things. Mm, but they were the rad. cars, right? Yeah. But these days, yeah. there's an M on friggin' everything. Exactly. And it's, and it's just like, well, hang kit. on a minute. No, it's not. That's not like the M2 we yeah, drove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a friggin' M. Yeah. A HSV a two series, is a HSV. But a two series with an M mm. is not an M2. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's a completely different ballgame. So, look, interesting times here. And we'll talk more about how it drives, how exhilarating it may or may not be in the future. But I've got to say, Trev, good things ahead for Hyundai. Good work. And we do it all thanks to good people at Trend Micro. If you're looking for home security, and I'm talking about covering everything in the home, not just the devices like your computers you can install software on. What about what your kids are doing on their Xbox? What about the kids are doing on the smart TV, on their iPods, things that you don't install software on? How can you put parental controls in place? How can you ensure that they're not accessing websites you don't want them to? How can you put time limits in place? Trend Micro have a little box called Home Network Security. It's a couple hundred bucks. You plug it into your network. You set it up with an app, and you can just do everything from pause devices, set limits, set parental controls. It is the ultimate for home network security. It's also great for protecting your network from attack. So any vulnerabilities that might be coming into your network will be prevented with Trend Micro Home Network Security. Look it up now. Trend Micro Home Network Security. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Okay, so I may have very strong-held opinions on topics. Mm. Cycling, I have noticed that, Trev. I have noticed that over time. Cyclists, knowing you for 20-odd years. Cyclists are one such thing. I, know I don't have a problem with cyclists generally, mm. and I um, am happy with the rules that require cars mm. to be one metre from cyclists because mm. the last thing you want to see is a cyclist tumble under a car. It's, it's horrific, right? Mm. But, mate, the rules are very clear. Mm. You got to wear a helmet, mm-hmm. which is why I think those share bikes are stupid mm. because there's nobody helmets with them. Um, which is why I don't ride a bike every day because I look stupid in a helmet. So <laughs> you'd be good at one of those. Remember the stack hats? That'd be your oh, go wow. with the ventilation shafts down the side. So earlier, look, a couple of weeks ago or something, there was a um, an un, this was described by a bloke on Twitter mm. as an everyday and unremarkable activity in most of the world. Yeah. $330 fine in New South Wales. Mm. And there's a photo of a bunch of people riding their bikes. 50% of them have got, got helmets on. Mm. The rest don't. Mm. The police are there, mm. like multiple police cars, patrol cars. Mm. Seven patrol cars and officers deployed for two hours to stop, in this bloke's words, I'm not giving his name either because he's a goose, ordinary citizens from cycling slowly around a park with the headwear of their choice. Because they've already dealt with the distracted, dangerous, drunken driving only in Australia, nanny state. So it's a nanny state to enforce the law. Yeah. Can I... Look, I don't want to steal a quote from one of our good friends. His name's Flipsy, and uh, he accompanied us to CES at the start of the year. And he summed it up best in one of our infamous WhatsApp threads. So I'll just read it to you. I think it makes a lot of sense. Look, this seems to be a political thing. It's like how they block Lane 1 of the Pacific Highway through the North Shore. I mean... Who wants to ride in the fumes and potholes with a high likelihood of death? It's a political thing, like the Second Amendment right to bear arms. It's got nothing to do with riding. Drive to the M7 and smash the cycle away if you want to go in total safety. It's political dynamite, though. Wealth, usually liberal voters, but with an anarchist bent. They're a dangerous mob. You know what? (laughs) He's probably close to the truth. So I said to this bloke on Twitter, I said, don't you hate it when the police set up radar speed checks and stop ordinary citizens from driving at the speed of their choice? Yes, a good point. Because they've already dealt with all the cyclists, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> then the bloke comes in saying, the difference, smart guy, mm. 
is that speeding motorists endanger everyone else on or near the road, while a helmetless cyclist endangers no one else anywhere. My response, I'm not going to go into it all, is the difference, smart-ass, doesn't exist. It's the law. If you have an issue, lobby for change. Twitter is not where government makes their decisions. It's not the forum. And in that picture, there is an idiot who's filming it. Yeah, he's filming the cop. Who's having doing a conversation his with a woman. Uh, yeah. He's not wearing a helmet on a bike. Hey, look, there, there are safety issues of that particular part of the world with people on bikes. I mean, if you get hit by one of those at high speed, and some of those race bikes can do up to 80 k's an hour. I mean, yeah. they really do get moving. You could smash a kid easily, and it's a very busy part of Sydney. Plenty of photos circling of other places. I've been to Amsterdam, folks. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Smells like pot for a start, <laughs> and they're probably all high. Yeah. But secondly, a lot of cyclists. Yeah, true. Do you know why it's safe? Yeah. Because it's bloody slow. They're tiny little roads. You're yeah, never riding very fast. Exactly I've right. ridden a bike around yeah. Amsterdam. It's lovely. It's a great experience. Yeah. And I felt safe. Yeah. But I live in a quiet, mm. lovely suburb. Mm. If I was to ride my bike from here to my local shop, which mm. is maybe a kilometre mm. less, I've got to cross a couple of roads mm. and there's no guarantee that we're, the way the cars are going to act around there. I don't. I, I genuinely don't feel safe as a cyclist. I, people around our suburb here walk along the road in yeah. basically in the middle of the road. And you, as, a, as a motorist, you're just taking more concern than ever. I just think, mate, actually the helmet is there to help. It's there of course to protect. it is. And outside the helmet and inside their brain, what is the mentality with some of the things they do when they're in a group? I had the occasion to go to my cousin's house in the Blue Mountains, west of Sydney, uh, last weekend. So I travelled up a road called Springwood Road. Now, this is a very steep road full of hairpins. It goes from an area called Yarramundi up to Springwood. Um, I'd hate to think what the gradient is. Like a, You couldn't get a semi-trailer up there. It's like it's, in it's between so the Bells Line and the Great West. Yeah, Western. basically. It's an alternate route into the Blue Mountains, it's basically. Like Wimmerley. Yeah, through Wimmerley, where the fires were a number of years ago. There was a group of probably 20 cyclists, you know, out on a Sunday morning, quite early, around 9am, making their way up that particular part of the world. This is a very narrow road. There's no chance of overtaking them, particularly with some of the blind hairpins. They refused to pull over. There would have been 20 to 30 cars trailing behind them. They're all doing 5 to 10 k's an hour because of the gradient. None of them cared about moving over. It took us an extra 20 minutes to get where we're going because of this mob of cyclists. Right. I mean, the roads are there to share. I get that. Yeah. But common sense needs to prefer. Like, move over. Move over. Don't ride through or for abreast Mate, in my, those conditions. The question I've got about those 20 blokes, yeah. real blokes. Yeah, well, yeah, I think they were. They, they, well, I didn't check that closely, Mate, but I'm tipping they were. They're either single or gay. <laughs> I've just chugged them on water. <laughs> Whose wife is letting you out? <laughs> well, can you imagine? Not get, even a Sunday. Can you imagine? You wake the, up in the morning Sunday and you go, hey, love. Yeah. And she goes, what are you going to do? I'm just going to go for a ride. I'll be back in six hours. Yeah, I've got to block traffic on a I'll Sunday I'll be back morning. in six hours. My wife would say, where the, where the hell do you think you're going? That's right. Yeah. Clean the toilets, mow the lawns. <laughs> and by the way, I'm going somewhere. You've got to look after the kids. Look, we're not the fittest Where blokes. do people have time? It's a good way to get fit, all right? 100%. The, I'm tipping. No, no, stop you right there. Yeah. There's a bloke that lives around here, yeah. fat bloke, yeah. wearing Lycra. Yeah. You don't need to wear the Lycra. <laughs> That's the worst. He's made. Part he's pedalling slower than I've yeah. ever walked. Oh, I know what you mean. And I'm yeah. like, mate, you yeah. do not need to wear. Why yeah. is lycra a compulsion? Look, you don't it's need all to about, wear I think it. It's about chafing. Um, there's it? chafing issues if you wear shorts. I believe. Mate, what, what you're wearing right now could be cycled in. But it's part of the deal, I guess. I mean, uh, no, no, uh, it's not. It's a, like a fashion accessory. Uh, it just you look goes stupid. With a kit. It look like imbeciles. unless you're a male model, you look stupid. And then they gather at cafes. In their gear still, yeah. on mass. Keep the helmet on. I see it out of Windsor all the time. Just, it's just embarrassing. I don't look. You know, 
Wake up to yourself, people. Okay? You look like imbeciles. You carry on like imbeciles. And you're putting your own lives in jeopardy. Wear a helmet and stay in and try, just try and try and be part of it. I'm with you on the road thing, right? Yeah. As I said, Pacific Highway in Sydney. Yeah. It's three lanes most of the way. Yeah. Take a lane. Cool. Yeah. Whatevs. Yeah. But on a single, like if they were, imagine going to the Galston Gorge. Yeah. Mate, seriously. Well, that happens itself. That's just stupid. It's stupid. But you see them on the M, they're allowed to drive on the M2, right on the M2. <laughs> Why? They go through the Epping Tunnel. Really? Why would you do that? Oh, oh but you yeah, see no, them all the time. True, and, and because there's so many, they call them marbles, I guess, in uh, racing terminology, there's so much rubbish on the side of the road. You see a lot of them constantly having to change tyres on the side of the M2. Yeah. With people doing 100, 110, I mean, really, you know they obviously don't have family at home. They've got a death no, wish. Mate, and also, if you're greenies, get a Tesla. Get a Tesla. It'll get you there quicker. EFTN. You're listening to the EFTN Podcast. EFTN. Indeed, you are, and it's great to be here every week. And it's particularly how good, good is it without this Jeff? week without? Are you were thinking Jeff. the same thing? Yeah, I know. It's just because I, I, I tend to look to my right to see if he's <laughs> in the correct position to actually, you know, talk through the microphone. I need to adjust it occasionally, but he's not. Here. He's not really in radio. I had a, like a phantom Jeff moment. I turned to my right, and he wasn't there. You know what, Trev? When it comes to this website. I review a lot of cars, yep. but then I start to review some other things every now and then, mm. things you can't do. Yep. And I'm becoming, I think, very good at judging particular products. I, I initially object to the statement that I can't do because <laughs> you're about what, because of what you're about to refer to. Yes. When he says can't do, I either don't have the time or the inclination yeah, yeah, to yeah. do the review. Or the space to keep it here. Yep. Uh, I'm, I've turned my attention to vacuuming of late. And How good is Vacuuming it? has entered my life again after the arrival of my son, who's now 10 months almost to the day. Uh, because let me tell you, they make a lot of mess. And I'm very paranoid each morning about what's on the ground and what he can eat. So, look, we, we had a Dyson for a long time. It, it was a cord-powered um, vacuum, a, a oh, mains-powered vacuum. Yes, we did. It was the... Like the barrel thing. It was, but it was a small, the really small version. Oh, okay. It was one of the huge ones you lug around. I think it was around 500 at the time when I purchased it. Uh, DC-56, I think it was called. Can't remember. Look, it was starting to age. I, I, I thought it was lucky on suction. So I went all out and got one of those V8 cordless stick vacuums, which yes. are all the rage. Yeah. Now... It's fantastic, and I absolutely love it. And the convenience of having it docked in the garage, out of sight, out of mind. But be, uh, you know, I can simply walk in there, grab it, and va- I vacuum every day. Like I'm actually enjoying it. It's so quick. The convenience is great. But now there's a V10. What about your buyer's remorse when you've come in here into the EFG man cave? I spent and you've north, seen the V10 north of seven hundred dollars on the V8, and now they've released the V10. And I've got to say, I've been using it for two weeks. It's just a review unit. No doubt it'll end up back at Dyson in the near future. It's great. And we so, talk. That sounds like a motor car. We're talking about, you know, engines, yeah, V8, different? V10. Is it? It's got twenty percent more suction. It's got okay. more pipes to create the cyclone effect inside right, so the, the little, internal those engine. Little, weirdly, people think though that 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 look of those little nodules around the side is yeah. just a look, but they're actually that's they're the cyclones. They're Absolutely. the little mini cyclones. Yeah, which so basically those, is removing the dirt and the dust from the air that it's sucking in. They weren't the first to invent the cyclone technology, right. but they really are taking the battery-powered vacuum to a next level. And I've got to say, with the V8 model, it does suffer from a little bit of battery um, drain. I mean, I use it on max mode all the time because I just love maximum power. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Uh, you know, but it's so it's good for about eight to nine minutes. They claim oh, really? seven. They claim seven, I think, because it's... A the relative, V8? Yeah, yeah, I think because it's quite new and the battery's fresh, it's going a bit longer than what it normally would. So that's more than enough to do a fairly good clean, particularly just the hardwood surfaces that we've got. Not doing every bedroom. Um, you drop the power back if you were doing that. 
So moving to the V10, it's now around 10 minutes on max mode, but there's three different levels of max mode. So it's not just normal and max. There's three different levels of normal, normal mode. Still going all the way. <laughs> so I'm getting, I am getting around 10 to 11 minutes, but the overall claim is 60 minutes, depending on what head you're using. Cause there's a carpet right, yeah, motorized a brush. Head. Yeah. It has a, like a little internal, like a direct motor, which is run via the suction. But see, one of the critical things that, that was part of this announcement yeah. of the, of the V10, mm. Dyson is no longer making corded vacuums. James Dyson has turned his attention away from cordless vacuums. It's not, that's not, not a feature Battery anymore. is the future. Battery uh, sticks are going to be the only style of vacuum. They believe they're, they're now powerful enough. The yeah. suction is there and the convenience is there that, that, that there is no need for the big barrel. The, the, the V10 model is the first vacuum I've had for a long, long time that actually, on maximum mode, lifts the carpet off the ground. Like, that's how hard the suction is. And I mentioned a review on EFTN.com that... I regularly um, vacuum one of the front rooms where the cat spends most of his life. He just loves it. It's nice and warm. He sits there in the sun. It's our TV room. And he, he does tend to shed a fair bit. Even though I'd vacuum the day before, and I'd probably vacuum every two or three days in that room, this thing still managed to half fill its barrel mm. with more cat fur, which is Crazy. pretty extraordinary. And the brushes they're using are so sophisticated. They've got you know, it, carbon fiber which, filaments. Which brushes which? Have you got to read the, man yeah, read so, the manual? Yeah, absolutely. So the, there is a hard floor and a carpet version. So you do swap them out. Um, the, the, they've actually changed the design completely. It's now like a complete inline suction format. So the pipe is connected straight into the barrel and then it all gets emitted straight out the back through a filter. Whereas the previous model was at a 90 degree angle. So the bin was facing downwards and the pipe was facing straight ahead. Right, so right. that's increased in efficiency. efficiency. This thing spins up to 100, 125,000 revs. Like it's flying. You Look at you. Mate, you're, you're it, was like, it was like a motoring review. The wind is like going at 192 k's an hour inside. The G's are like 79,000. It's incredible. Now... Oh, no, you, you haven't written a review yet, but I'm going to... No, no it's up. No, 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 no. Question I noticed about the LG that you mm, took at the same yes, time. Yes, yes, yep. Probably not worth a separate... We don't need to do vacuums again on the podcast, no. but just as a as a sidebar, because mm. everyone's getting into this now. I'm talking Samsung, LG, everyone. Mm. The LG that I had here for the Today Show, and I gave you to test... Cord free. Cord, LG cord free. I've used mm. cord free before, but it was more like those upright sticks. Upright, mm. just an upright anyway. And this is now the stick style. Yeah. Um, it looks very much like it's trying to compete with Dyson. Mm. I get that. Mm. Seemed powerful when I used it. I was confused by the heads mm. on it. Mm. it I, I couldn't work out which one was meant to do what. They all seem very similar to me. My favorite feature of the LG is it's two batteries. You can have mm. a battery on charge yep. so you can go again yeah. straight away. See, Dyson's battery will eventually run flat. And I had that happen to a handheld Dyson vacuum that I owned. And it was like a $60 battery, I believe. It went flat after four years. But the LG, look... It's priced around four to five hundred, I think. It's got nowhere near the suction power. It's got a turbo mode, so you can puff it up three different levels. But storing, it's awkward. It's on a, it's, it sits on a stand. It's, got its, and it's a very got a very heavy base. It looks attractive, but you need to take the head off the actual tube to store it on that stand. And so there's no separate bag to put all the accessories in, like the Dyson Absolute Plus V10 provides you with. So you've got all these random parts that you need to store somewhere. Um, it's it's a bit heavier. It doesn't feel as good in the hand. And if you're walking around the house with a, a stick vacuum, you know you've got an engine you're carrying around. You mm. want it to be well weighted. And Dyson just it just manages to manage that sort of pivot in What's your hand. What's become of you? Oh mate, I, I don't know. What about I've become that obsessed is the with most, vacuums? That is the most 
detail I've well, ever heard. Well, it's true. It's true. Mate, you have to write that stuff up in the oh, LG. Will That's be. amazing. Don't worry about that. Yeah. It, it, and it, look, it's a lot shorter, so you feel like you're, you're leaning I down. I do think the same thing, So yeah. it's a bit odd to... I'm, I'm like, I thought to, there was another extension yeah, or something. Yeah, like to do a full house clean, mm. you're sort of bending over partially, which is not good for your back at all. Um, but look, you know, it's $500 cheaper. Um, right, it's a trade-off. I, 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 I want to know whether that second battery comes with it. I think it does. Yeah, well, there, it, it, it must having, because having, there's an actual facility and compartment to fit having, it. Having a battery on charge while, you're, while yeah. you're going yeah. means you can get double the, double the cleaning time, essentially. Yeah. I can't tell you what the cleaning time is for that. I haven't used it that extensively. That review will no doubt follow. Um, but look, the V10, it's a $1,000 vacuum. $1,000? 999 There's a cheaper version, oh. which they call the animal. Basically, you just the, the, it's, the sa- it's the same vacuum, but you get more accessories. Like, mate, this thing can clean up on top of shelves via a, a little, you know, 90-degree angle yeah, right. suction So device. get the animal if you're just doing vacuum around the Exactly. House. So you'll get the same power and the same suction power. Um, but look, Dyson are premium products, and the research and development that goes into them, like their fans, for example, must be incredible. They're, they're pioneers. Um, I've just worked it out. Mm. You're angling. <laughs> what do you mean I'm angling? Because they're releasing a car in 2020. Oh, that's right. They the are Bodog too. Yeah, no. Motoring Editor, oh, no, EFTM.com, no. has reviewed the V10 Absolute, ready <laughs> to speak to James Dyson about their car. But can you believe that? Oh, no. Well, mate, well, mate if he's capable of doing what he's done in this particular part of the uh, world of technology and vacuum, I mean, he's revolutionized vacuums. Yeah. Vacuums have been doing the same thing for years. They've basically just been bags. You know, they'd yeah. suck the dust into a bag. And also, you know what's in, uh, great about um, the Dyson? It's the filtration. Because a lot of, you know, you're sucking in dust. Uh, eventually, with most vacuums, it's emitting a, man, a small amount of dust yeah, out yeah. the back. It's got these HEPA filters. You can literally, I could breathe, breathe the air, the air coming in out. out of it. You can smell that it's fresh and it's been completely purified to 99.9 on whatever it is percent. So it's good for us. You know, people who've got allergies and asthma and things like that. It's a great vacuum. Beautiful. Everyone knows that. If you're prepared to spend the cash, um, good luck to you. It's a lot of money. I got the V8 when it was obviously on the way out. I didn't know it was on the way out, so it was a bit cheaper. It was at a thousand at one point. But yeah, I'm a huge Tyson fan, and mate, uh, check, out check it out. The, the review. Full review is at eftm.com. This is the EFTM podcast. And we do all thanks to good people at High Sense. Great TVs. Great value for money uh, and official TV of the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. Um, there's going to be some great activity coming up over the next few months as they lead up to Russia. And, you know, what better time to buy it? What, what better excuse, Bowen, to buy a new TV, especially if in your household you're lucky enough to have a uh, loved one who uh, joins in mm. your love for something like sport? Yeah, and look, if you want to step up, they'll have OLEDs on sale by then. Yeah, won't I don't they? know if they'll be on sale. Yeah, that's, that's, well, this is what Cup? we're about Ooh, to have the. We're, we're very close to the announcement on, yeah. on pricing and all those things yeah. for 2018 models. Um, but, you know, the great thing about Hisense, and we did a story last week or this week on a current affair, mm. um, and we, we walked, it was great. We walked into Harvey Norman and they said, pick three TVs. And I yeah. went, oh, well, that one there, mm. that one there, and that Hisense there. Mm. And, they, and, and they packed them up. Mm. I went, what's going on? They go, we're taking them to a family. And mm. the family then watched these three TVs. Yeah, right. And they went, well, that's that's a really bloody great TV because it right? was half the price. Yeah, okay. Yeah, half the price for the same size yeah. and a great picture. Um, Hisense make great TVs. They've got a huge range now. I don't want to talk out of school, but look, there will be one person in this country that I can guarantee will have the best resolution possible. And that'll be you, Trevor, because you'll probably be there. <laughs> you'll be there. <laughs> don't worry about OLED. I'll you'll have your own eyes. still be watching through a Hisense lens. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will. Uh, thanks to our good friends at Hisense. Well, Bowen, 
in about a week from now, I'm going to get to speak famously just like you do. Mm. We don't say it anymore. Mm. I'm disappointed. Mm. I used to be on the radio. You used to be on the radio. Uh, on the radio. You will maintain your radio spots uh, across the country. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll still do a bit, but I'm not going to be doing the nightly radio yeah. show anymore. And do you know what I realised the other night? Mm. I can watch Married at First Sight next oh, year. Oh, dear, I oh dear. dear. Mate, oh I tweeted dear. that and I got a lot of abuse for it. <laughs> but see, here's my problem with Married at First Sight. Yeah. I work at Channel 9 in the mornings mm. and... Not just because it's their own show, but obviously that it's it's a huge part of the cross promotional mm. value of it. But every day they talk about Meredith's first sight. They have guests in. They so have, does Today Show Extra. They do milk it, which is good. They, they have the people in, yeah, you know, the yeah. Deans and the Tracys and the Troys and the whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> I've, I've you didn't even Google that off the top. Of your head. <laughs> That's tragic. I've seen these people, right? Yeah. And you know, not I've not talked to them and met them, but yeah. I've seen them, and that yeah. Troys are. Weirdo, mate. He, he I'm not convinced weird, right? he's the real deal. Nah. Uh, yeah, he's a player. He's on something. At the, you reckon? Oh, mate. He, he, no one can be like that. <laughs> Apart from Jeff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So here's he's the thing. I've, I can't remember a show. Mm. And I was sitting on the, on the couch. Is it like in the studio? There's mm. a big studio. There's a couch on the side where you just sit and wait. And next to it is mm. a desk. It's not attractive at all. Mm. Where there's just these two people who sit and do the, the social media mm. stuff. And you can kind of talk in the studio. You've got to mm. be a bit quiet. Mm. But they're, they're about to come up to this thing with yeah. the Married at First Sight. And there's like five people, men and yeah. women, yeah. saying, oh, did you see last night? Did you see that? Yeah. It's proper water cooler TV, it, it literally mate. literally is, yeah. And it's raining its pants off, as it should. I, I've got point, to say... 1.7 million Metro for the final. 2.2 million Australian. Um, really? In the that, day before. That's MKR stuff in its heyday. That's yeah. that, that, that's serious, serious ratings. But look, I've watched a lot of it. A lot of it. I, I'm just not convinced by how real some parts of it are. Um, like, you know, but it's, these but, shows can be misconstrued and, and produced remember, it was in a certain filmed, way. Filmed six months filmed ago, a long, right? long time ago. It's made to entertain. Yes, I know that. I know that. And the producers behind that are more than conscious of it. But look, the way some of those blokes conduct themselves, particularly Dean... Now Dean's the Dean's big, the bloke with the shades. He's like the jock. Side. He's yeah. the the jock, right? Okay. He he's a little bit wild when he gets on the terps, and he he says some things about women he shouldn't. All right, they'd call it locker locker room talk over in America. Hmm. Trump's been guilty of it himself. This bloke's been caught on tape as well, and it's gone nationally. Yeah, he's been rejected by whoever his wife was. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know which one he was meant to be with. First. Troy was with a girl called Ash, lovely blonde girl, and a lot of Botox. He's he's flipped. He's now with some other random. Yeah, I watched on the finale the other night. Look, this. But that flip happened after the show. Yes, it did. Right? That's right. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. So whereas uh, Dean didn't Dean didn't Dean switch during the show? Dean Dean was trying. He, he Dean was shopping during out his the own show. wife. He did with a girl who was full of Davinia. Botox. Davinia. Who's some sort of? I don't know how you know that. Who's some sort of influence? I'm going to admit. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to admit right now. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. At so I what what night was yesterday? Anyway, I I yeah. record, did the show. Yeah. Had some other stuff to do. Oh, mate, I watched the whole fi- yeah. finale on 9 now. I didn't go to bed till 12.30. <laughs> Is this where they replayed back portions of the show to Yes. Them? Yeah. yeah. And that's when it really struck her into some of these women. What a bunch of dickheads some of them Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where they really were. Mate, um, there was some sledges there talking about people's looks. What about saying, you would never say this about your alleged wife, you know, She's got better qualities than her looks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but can we... This is called Married at First Sight. Can we... <laughs> He's bagging her looks. I mean, what an imbecile. Can we talk about fashion for a moment? Yeah. Thankfully, Jeff's not here, but, mm. mate, 
isn't is there something to be said about the amount of cleavage that was showing on that finale last night? I mean, seriously. One of them's a beauty therapist. And she, Put them away. She um, she's quite buxom. She's buxom. Which one's um, that? Uh, the, Tracy. Yeah, I don't know the names. He, he's the one that's got better quality. The, the black has got a rough head. Like he's really he's got a lot of freckles. Um, oh, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, he's, a, he's a strange cat, that bloke. I'm only across those couples I've mentioned thus far. So we're, we're, but that Troy bloke yeah. was sitting on a couch with a woman. Yeah. That her, her, what are they called? Uh, you know, dress line. Yes. You know, the, the v, went the, down the to her v. belly button. Yes, I know, I know, I know. What's still Well, that's why Troy's obviously jumped ship because she's, um, she's a bit more out there than Ash was, I've, Man, I've got I to just, say. Look, I, what do their parents think? Troy, if Troy was at school, he'd get bashed. <laughs> he... He That's is so true. He's just got that head of hair. He's got the cowlick happening, and he flicks yeah. it back. Every he must be real because every time I see him on television, he's one of those blokes who's sitting there being interviewed by the guest. Who's clearly what they say, pegging themselves, looking at the, one of the monitors. If you watch interviews yes. with him, he's not looking at the guest. He, he's like he's looking at himself, and he's adjusting his attire. He's, he's adjusting his hair. I mean, he's one he's of the vainest guys I've ever seen. How? A girl's ended up with him full stop is a miracle. I'm prepared to say he's a virgin. <laughs> Based on the conduct I saw during the show. Um, but don't you think it's fascinating mm. that, I mean, MKR's still going, still yeah. going well, yeah, like yeah, in the millions. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing Australian was, creation I don't too. know if you noticed last night, but I may have had a, um, a conversation yeah. on, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. With, with Michael Rowland, is that his name? Yeah, from the ABC. The ABC yeah. Bre- News Breakfast, Breakfast host. Yeah, yeah. Lovely he, guy. He's, he's tweeted a link to a News Limited article yeah. which says the the shocking truth about MK, uh, about Merit First Sight. Yeah. The shocking truth about Merit First Sight, according to this article, was that 21 million people don't watch it, yeah. right? Because the ratings are 2 million. Mm. But, mate, seriously, mm. you're writing an article mm. to get clicks... Mm. On the most important, the most talked about topic on on social media right yeah, now. Yeah. So you're taking advantage of it. And secondly, so yeah. I said to that, yeah. I said to that bloke from the ABC, <laughs> I said, mate, it might be the case that all but three three people aren't listening to me on the radio because I wanted to be upfront about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. But mate, have you seen your rating? <laughs> yes. And he's what did he say? He said uh, petal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He you're, did. you're right there, petal. Yeah, he did. Look, uh, you it's were, a lot of people, mate. You were tangled up in that argument, but it ended well on Twitter, which is always nice to see. He he entertained you for a bit, and then everything was fine. Yeah. That made two millions. That's a that's a huge considering. A lot of people may be at work still. The choice, um, just considering choice. There's a lot of ethnic people who couldn't understand it. Like, yeah. like seriously, there's a lot of people just. Physically couldn't watch it. Yeah, that's a huge slice of the audience. No, it's massive, and that's I mate. Mean, it just explodes on Twitter. It trends. I, I I wouldn't say I was addicted, but it is. It's just one of those shows. You so, sit there and go, "What am I watching?" But I've got to keep going. I put it in the same category as Big Bang Theory, and there's a yeah, lot of people, yeah. a lot of people that just bag that show so heavy. I hate people who share, you know, the the, the laugh soundtrack taken out, yeah. and so you watch it and you go, "It's not yeah. really that funny." Yeah. Okay, you're missing the whole point. Yeah. The whole point of these shows is just, and I'm, you know, what I'm genuinely hoping that we, my wife wants to watch something like that, so that yeah. when I'm not, when I don't have the radio show, yeah. we can just sit on the couch and just chill and yeah. watch that stuff, you yeah. know, because. Yeah. That's what that's what evenings. I remember mm. as a kid, mm. we my my nanny. Mm. We, if we'd be at her place, mm. it'd be Monday and Tuesday night. A country practice. country practice. I was about to say the same thing. Mate, Monday Tuesday, you would all sit there as a family yeah. and you'd watch the country practice. Seven thirty, you'd come on for an hour, and mate, the next day yeah. at school or at work, yeah. wherever you were, you yeah. talk about Terence yeah. and Shirley yeah. and and Frank yeah. and Esme. You, you mate, it's water cooler talk, and it's 
it's mind numbing. I, I think too many people are trying to be intellectual about life mm, now. Mm. Do you know what? You're allowed to switch off. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I love yeah. seeing people playing Candy Crush yeah. on a train because I'm like, good on you for just playing a, playing a silly game. It's okay to just sit back and watch crap, basically. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not hurting anyone. What's a movie? It's not for what, real. What's a movie? A movie is yeah. there to simply entertain exactly. you. Exactly. It's, it's not reality. Um, it's good fodder. Um, and you know what? It's funny you mention a country practice because I now live in Wandon Valley. I literally do where it was filmed. Esme Watson's house is within a stone's throw of my house. Literally. And Frank and Shirley's. I even had a country practice music played at my wedding. I don't remember that. I did. And it was, they surprised me because I, I, I used to say, look, I'm not sure what the music's going to be. When we walked down, well, it wasn't an aisle. It was an, a garden-style wedding. I said, look, but I want the country practice theme because I loved it, grew up, and it was a bit of a G up. It wasn't played when we walked down the aisle, but when we were citing the registry, we had a little uh, quartet oh, there playing violins, and they started playing a version of a country practice That is theme. pure, pure gold. I know. Anyway. Anyway, I'm looking forward to this, the next season of Married First Sight. And you've got to remember, yeah. remember back to the first season. Do you remember the first season? No. I didn't watch the first season. It was it was, it was was just people got married, yeah, and yeah. then they said, did you like each other? And mm. then they went off, and it was controversial, because yeah. it was like they were just trying to get them married. yeah. And then they realised, let's play this thing out. Yeah. Let's let's build the drama. Let's yeah, let's get them together, yeah. mate. It's the best, mate. You're going to get into the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. Really? Yeah. No, I can't mate, see that happening. Sophie Monk, that was fantastic. She's tremendous. She really, really is. It didn't work out for Stu Laundry, of course. They broke up. That was never going to work. <clears throat> if you watch the show, Trev, no. um, she's just a great sort. What about how much? No, is she really? She is. Yeah, and you know what? She's down to earth too. I she like swears she's like a honest. trooper. She's, she's honest. honest. Uh, I just I just don't understand how she can be single. Pop I really star. don't. Pop star. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, oh, that's yeah, where Bardo. Bardo. Was that, Bardo. That was where she was oh, found, mate, listen, it? let's finish. <laughs> We're talking about Bardo. <laughs> Jeff will listen back and there'll be drama. Bardo. Jeez. What are we doing? Woo! So aside from the i30 and the Hyundai performance hatch I drove uh, earlier in the week, Across the weekend, Trev, it was one of those special cars that we get every now and then, mm. a McLaren 570S Spider convertible version. You've had the coupe earlier in the year. Yeah. Did you see it on a current affair? <laughs> There's a bit of drama with one of the dealerships Did in Sydney. Did you see it? The car yeah. was on. I haven't seen it. Was it the actual car? Yeah. It was Same me. number plate? No, it was me. Was it you? They actually used that footage. They shot me, yes. Right. A, it's just Brady Hall's going, there's a pretty yellow one, and there's a shot of me in the car. Wow. Well, I hope you're behaving yourself because it's very. Mate, I'm very, very glad they didn't show me pulling out of the driver. Yeah, well, pull out like an idiot. mate, yeah, zero to one hundred in about well, two point eight seconds. Of the camera crew watching me. Anyway, it, yellow. Yeah, convertible. I'll, I'll let you know. McLaren. It's actually Sicilian yellow oh, elite. Shut up, okay, it's yellow. We're talking about a car that if I was to go out and buy it tomorrow, it would have cost me five hundred and one thousand and six hundred and forty-four dollars. I reckon you can knock it down to four nine nine. Yeah, you can get it down to four thirty-five. As a matter of fact. What? Um, yeah, well, that's the base price. No, it? I'm saying I reckon you knock them down. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. No, I don't think so. Mate, I reckon you pay cash. In, in, uh, worldwide, they've solved just over 3,000 McLarens full stop. Oh, right. Yeah. So they started making road going McLarens in 2010, right? And when you were so. Oh, well, remember. There was the, the F1, F1 version, yeah. but in terms of uh, a, like an actual division of McLaren, which is now yes. their biggest division, hmm. 2010 is when they really kicked off. Yep. When you think of McLaren, obviously you think of F1. Yep. This car, and I've driven a lot of cars, as you have Lamborghinis, Ferraris, even Rolls Royces. You know, cars that are very rare. But um, do you think Rolls Royces is the plural? Rolls Royce. I think it's Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce I. 
I think it's just Rolls Royce. Rolls- I've, I've driven a lot of Rolls Royce. I've had a few Rolls. Yeah, that's it. All right. And we've done that, Trev, and that were good times. We probably do to drive the new one, as a matter of fact. Yep. This car drew so much attention, it was almost a punish to go out and drive. <laughs> Admittedly, I did what go... What about your first world problem? And do, I did go and do some menial things, like go to Bunnings um, and the pet food store, which we spoke about earlier, um, and just went about as if it was a Mazda 2. And I drove through the Hawkesbury, and, mate, it, it's almost a hazard to other motorists. I had people, and people, you need to wake up to yourselves, driving with their iPads. A bloke in a Toyota Prado had an iPad while he was driving, taking pictures of mm. this car. I would have had well over 50 pictures taken of this car, simply parked out the front of my house. I sent you a still in front of my security camera. Saying, uh, there was you know six or seven people gathered around across the weekend, most of the weekend. I had to put it in the garage at one point. Well, this is a, it's a 3.8 litre V8, right? It's obviously extremely quick. It's a carbon fiber body. They pioneered the carbon fiber F1 body in the early 80s. That's all they do, carbon fiber bodies. It weighs 75 kilos. You can almost pick up the frame. Mm. It's that light. I I can't possibly tell you about the performance because you can't explore it on a public road. I I know it's very quick in a straight line. And I felt that from some traffic lights. Would warrant it on a track? Um, Not us. (laughs) <laughs> Not us. You'd want to have some sort of in, racing license. Isn't that an interesting question to ask, given yeah. the Hyundai? Yeah, well, yeah, that's a very good point. But anyway, completely different levels of performance. You're right. Yeah. You know, you know that you know that it's going to go well through corners because you can feel it through simple corners, exactly. Right? But you really don't know what it goes like. But like all supercars, you get in it and you start driving around, and I wouldn't say it's a punish, but it's a hard environment to be in. You're really working this car. Mm. Um, you know, it's stiff. It's raw. It's a mid-mounted V8, which sits right behind your head. So there's a lot of noise. And it's not the most pleasant exhaust note. They probably should work on it's that. It's very weird, isn't it? If you get it really singing and it goes right up to 9,000 revs, it does start having that F1 kind of sound happening. Mm. But, you know, you're really moving when you're doing that sort of speed. In a tunnel, if you blip the accelerator, you'll get a feel for what it does sound like. Um, you know, it's it's not the best... Uh, infotainment system I've ever come across. (laughs) You know, my number one complaint about the car, and we need to make this point in the review, Mm. you you hook up your Bluetooth, you've got some great music on, and then you put the nav on. Mm. If you want to skip a track, you need to press the home button, you need to choose media, you need to choose your Bluetooth Mm. device, and then change the track. Yeah. And that's there's, stupid. There's no buttons on the steering wheel, so everything's done from the center console. But that's not what this car's about. People aren't buying it for the infotainment okay. system. Right, it's got a good sound system. Um, it's all right, isn't it? Incidentally, it was 40 degrees the, the two days I had it, so uh, most of the time I didn't actually take the roof off. The roof is... Um, it looks fantastic when it's mm. up because it's a hard top. It's not a soft top, so no. it's ru- it looks aren't ruined at all. Look, it's just... It's intimidating to drive, and it's only intimidating to drive because of the amount of attention it draws. I said somewhere that if you're in a witness protection program, this would be the last car you, you drive. We, we had people on Twitter contacting us saying, we've seen this car. You know, People were sending us pictures of actually other yellow McLaren spiders. There must be another one in Sydney which had a different number plate. So you know, you, you're certainly not hiding. Um, taking a few, the, a few of the twisty bits out the back where I live, Phenomenal car. It's on rails. It does everything it should do. It's a, it's a true supercar. And you know what? A lot of the seasoned motoring journalists out there, including one of my cousins, say that it's probably the best in the category. Right. Just through their pure F1 DNA that they've injected mm. into. And you know, Ferrari obviously have their own background in F1, but it seems to have carried on through into the McLaren 
particularly more than the others for some reason. It, it really has. Well, I think the McLaren is born out of F1, mm. whereas Ferrari, uh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't want to delve into history, but mm. Ferrari evolved as both an F1 and car company. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? True. And they don't yeah. just have... See, McLaren have such a small number of cars mm. that the, the DNA's nowhere near been lost. Whereas you mm. you know Ferrari California, it's yeah. nothing like a race car, right? It's no, made to be yeah. Ferrari DNA in a road-going A little bit um, more you know, drivable, grand tour time <clears throat> yeah. type vehicle. Uh, I loved it. I'd love to have it for a bit longer. Um, we'd love to certainly jump up and score one of the, the high-performance models. Um, there's a what, it goes V8 seven, as well. 720 is the next one up. Yep, the 720S. So five, 570 is their entry entry model. And then there's an S model, the Coupe, and the Spider, and then, yeah, you make your way out through the range. There's a hypercar as well, which is you will never get our hands P1. on. P1. Yep, never rule that out, by the way. Never no, rule never. it out. But, look, it, it, it got confused um, for being a Ferrari on multiple occasions. I think yeah. you had that problem here. Yeah, look, I had a couple of school kids yeah. say, oh, the Ferrari's awesome. I'm like, it's not a Ferrari. Yeah. It doesn't look like a Ferrari to me. No, but people, I mean, again, this is a first world problem, but people in, in the suburbs mm. uh, don't, you know, we're not living in Vaucluse, right? No. So there's not, there's not Ferraris in garages yeah, around here yeah, much, yeah, right? So exactly. people think of a, you know, mid-engine sports car that looks like that as a Ferrari, essentially. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. Great car, looks great, loved it. I, I loved the, the half day I had with it. It was beautiful. You did have half a day. Where'd you go? I got home. <laughs> you just drove it home. I just went home. We, I, I, my job was to get it home for you mm. and limit limit the case. We were limited to uh, 400 Ks, which is a fair fair whack at a car of that, that, that caliber. But look, I love it. I love the color. I love the black inserts along the side, the wheels. What about at the rear? Someone said to me, why has it got two brake calipers attached to the rear, the rear disc? It's got two brake calipers. So a huge one in the front and a smaller one at the rear. It's because it helps you brake steer. The the, the, the second brake caliber oh. actually, you know, applies a marginal amount of friction, helping you through corners. So some cars have a bit of four-wheel steering happening. <laughs> That's how it, it helps you, you know, really hurdle through corners at a phenomenal speed. Look, one of those things that... Um, is unobtainable for just about everyone in the population. So hopefully people can enjoy hearing about it through our website. And you'll see the photos and read the review at EFTM.com. This one goes on forever. Go. Yeah, we do it thanks to the good people at Alcatel. Now, um, Sammy Scontos from Alcatel has just announced that uh, every Alcatel phone that comes into Australia, the 2018 models, will come with a bit of software called Family Zone. Family Zone is going to keep your kids safe wherever they are, um, keep keep them safe um, at school. Uh, you can limit the, the the usage of the mobile phone while they're at school. You can you can see what apps they're using when they're around. The Alcatel range in 2018 features three great devices: the one series, the three series, and the five series. Uh, the five tops out at a massive $299. That's every single phone in 2018. Under two ninety nine, uh, a great phone. They look great. They've got the eighteen by nine screen. We've already had a look at them. They're fantastic. They're coming to uh, telcos and retailers in twenty eighteen. Probably the best photo uh, I've I've seen and taken are from planes. I, I love planes. Mm-hmm. I love taking photos on planes. Mm-hmm. It's good when I get to travel with Stig because he takes great photos on planes as well. But, mate, I have a massive problem with the etiquette on planes and the things people do on planes. And we probably spend more time on planes than a lot of people who are listening right now, particularly you, I've got to say, and a whole range of... my wife? You've been talking about Yeah, you travel a lot, Trev. You've got to drop off. Here's my biggest gripe. Mm. When we've landed and we stop at a gate, Mm. just sit down. Yeah. 
Just take a chill. Look, it's a hard if one. If everyone Trevor. gets up one row yeah. at a time, you get your bag yeah. and you get off. Yeah, I know. It's not rocket science. Because you can't jump the queue getting off a plane. No. Can you, really? No. I mean, people probably have you that know in what? mind. There'll be people that make up two spaces and it's yeah. like, that didn't make a rat's a difference to your life. Yeah. People, they just seem to stress. People stress. They, 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 oh, on a plane, you, you feel like you may have forgotten something. So you, you just feel like, you know, I've got to look down the back of the seat pocket, make sure I've got my wallet, passport. Oh, now I've got to get that. You know, opening the bin in front of people can be, it's a bit of a spectacle. Because, you know, on a plane, everyone's looking at you. They're all generally facing forward looking at you. Yes. I think people just stress. That's a stress issue. People panic. Just take a chill, folks. Just take a chill. They're, honestly, I've tested it. Yeah. Getting up and staying down makes no difference to your arrival time at all. Well, because every, it, See, if you're still sitting down, if you stay seated while the row in front of you is getting up, then you're stupid. That's mm. the time to get upright. But if you get up at that moment that your row's getting out, mm. then it's your turn. And mm. you simply get up, you get your stuff, and you walk out of the plane. I did, Seamlessly. I did a very silly thing on my trip down to Albury, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not flying a 777 or a 737 down there. It's a little ATR prop plane, courtesy of I'm Virgin. Out. Props, I'm out. So I've gone to do the seat selection on the uh, the check-in app. Uh, and I've, I've gone, well, you know, I want a window seat. And I want to sit right up the front, get off quicker. Problem with the ATR, you exit out the back. <laughs> so if you're sitting up front, you're, you're the last, last person to get off. Well done. So that happened to me coming back. I didn't think of. I, I didn't. I forgot the fact that I actually exited the back on the way down. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a complete imbecile. But look, another problem which occurs on planes from time to time is babies. Yeah, babies are allowed to fly. They can get a passport. They're allowed on planes. Yeah, it's as simple babies as that. under two don't need a ticket. We had a lovely eight lady board the plane at Albury who was going on holiday somewhere. She had how many a, people on an ATR? Oh, sixty odd. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like a you know two two seat configuration, oh. narrow aisle. Very noisy plane, but reasonably comfortable. You know, it's not a major stress. It's not a huge flight. She got on. She was headed somewhere, connecting flight, a Rex flight somewhere else. And the poor kid, first ever time on a plane, and it was going to be a rocky flight to Sydney because of the mm. weather, screamed the entire way. I, I blocked her out with my noise-canceling headphones and music, <laughs> so it wasn't really an issue for me. But look, two years ago, a year ago even, before the birth of my son, that probably really would have annoyed me. Because until you've experienced a child crying, mm. you don't realise that sometimes they're just going to cry. They're just going to cry. Uh, and, and can't be can't be appeased. And, and, and this lady, in general, was very apologetic. She was constantly apologising to the people around her. The, the hostesses were great. They, they took her for a little walk, this child, up and down the aisle, um, and tried to entertain the kid as best as possible. But there are others giving dirty looks. There are a few people on business trips like I was who just weren't happy. And you could, you know how you can Suck feel it up. You can feel someone's mood sometimes, yeah. and you can feel the darkness that's oozing out of every pore. <laughs> there was a lot of pressure on this poor woman who probably has flown very rarely herself by the way she was conducting herself. Hmm. Look, just give people a break. Maybe I a long haul think... flight in business, if that happens, I'd probably be a little bit more irate. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think in the end, the difference is: are you a parent or not? That's that makes that, a massive difference to how you view yeah. it, because most of the time you go. There for the grace of God. Yeah, that's goes exactly on, right. That's basically. Exactly right. That could be me any day of the week. I was thinking this could well be Henry. All right. I've had, he's normally a good traveler. Occasionally in the car, he goes a little bit burko, and that's bad enough being in the car by himself. So I could just yeah. imagine what it'd be like on a plane. But look, it happens. But the other problem is other passengers who want mate. to talk to you. Oh, mate, I'm out. Or want to get you to do things. Do you know for what? Them. I, I try and get in quickly. It's yeah. one of the reasons I board quickly, so I can put headphones on immediately, so it's very clear. <laughs> 
I'm not having a conversation. You know what I did all the this way. It's me time. All the way down. There was a lady who wanted to tell me a life story. She was a lovely lady. But I just, you know, I just, it was me time. Planes are me time. So I put my headphones on and she's looking at me and I've got a new iPhone 10, which I, you know, got upgraded recently. I finally got out of the Jurassic period off my 6S and I forgot that you can't just plug headphones into it, oh, right? Oh, no. And Did you pretend? I, you pretend. I looked for the extension, which comes with it, the adapter. Yeah. It was already in the overhead bin. I was no chance of getting out and getting it. So I played fakies. <laughs> and the cable wasn't plugged in. And you know what? This woman, who would probably have been 65, little idea about technology, picked the fact that it wasn't plugged in. She said, are they Bluetooth headphones? And I said, I've got to tell you this. I can't believe I didn't tell you. And I said, no, they're not. <laughs> I should have said, they are. And she goes, she goes what are you listening to then? Because the cable's plugged in. And I said, oh, they're just noise cancelling, and I, I just don't like these prop planes. That's a good point, though. Yeah. It would still have an effect. Yeah, well, it did. But she's pegged you. But it made it fairly obvious that I didn't want to talk to her. Um, I know that she... That is the best ever. I know that's a bit rude. But is it rude? I don't know that it is, mate. I don't want to talk to a random for an Do hour on a plane. you know what? I'm talking six, seven years ago. I was yeah. flying back from Melbourne. Yeah. Um, 1C, yeah. like middle of the plane. <laughs> Mike Quigley... The then boss of the NBN sitting That's next right. to me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I left him alone because, mate, this is his time. Exactly. I'm yeah. not. I, I would love to have a conversation with you, Mike. Yeah. But no, mm. this is your time, mate. Yeah. I don't want to be annoyed, yeah. and I, I don't think you deserve to be annoyed. Left yeah. him. Look, left I, him. I think if you're flying, mate, some some people we know take photos with celebrities all the time. I'm like, mate, just they don't want. They just just leave them alone. There's certain circumstances where you can get a celebrity for a photo, but a plane isn't one of them. No. Another issue I had, I was flying out of Queenstown after a launch recently. There was the Commodore launch, and I was just drifting off to sleep as we sort of flew past the Remarkables, that amazing mountain range over there. I was very tired. I fell asleep almost instantly. And then I had one of those guys, one of those guys with dreadlocks, who'd been Hi. over there hiking. Oh, um, right. He'd been mountain biking. He was just one of those radical dudes who'd been having a great time, and he's really outdoors types, and he had a Canadian accent as well. And a rucksack. I'm drift. You know when you're drifting off and you just start dreaming about life. All of a sudden, being thrust into my face from behind, and I had an empty seat next to me. Was a GoPro. And he's like, bro. He goes, can you film out the window for me, man? There's some sick, sick territory out there, bro. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so what's going on here? What? And he's shoving a GoPro. And I've used the GoPro. I know how they work. So I start. Okay, I say, okay, mate. I'll do that. I pointed at the window. He asked you to film out the window. Yeah, for his video. And Has then, he not got a window? No, he was sitting at the uh, one of the exit doors, so it was like it was a blank window. It was a oh, one of those he would false window. That, so, you should see yeah. a stig when he gets those windows not happening. It's not good, not good. There's a few of those happening now. You've mm. got to be careful when you select the windows, because yeah. I don't tell you. Anyway, so I start filming for him, and the first bit is, because it's very bright when you're in the sky, it's all contrast, it was white. I gave it back to him. I said, there you go, mate. I wasn't even watching what I was filming. He goes, Oh, mate, the contrast is way out. Let's have another crack. Oh, did he so really? then I had to hold it right up to the window so it adjusted and everything. The exposure was fine. <laughs> <laughs> then I gave it back to him again. And then after about half an hour into the flight, when I was being served some food and just generally trying to relax again, he thrust his laptop over the top. He goes, look at this video I've just stitched up. And it, it involved him racing through the mountain somewhere on his BMX doing whatever, no, mountain bike with GoPro connected to his nah, helmet. That sounds about a good story. He did one of those, you know, how they, those people with wings that fly, like yeah. lunatics. He'd been doing a bit of that. I don't think that was in New Zealand. It was somewhere else, um, flying between rocks down some gradient, you know, one of those things where you're going to die eventually. 
And then he'd stitched in the video I'd filmed from the plane. And he goes, doesn't that top it off, mate? Look at that. And he, and he played it back to me. And it was funny. He was using an app which I reviewed, the GoPro Quick Stories app, right? Um, which I flew via Sydney seaplanes up to Barrenjoey Head. It's on our website, actually. Just what, on his laptop? Yeah, on his laptop. He was cutting it he up. Just handed it he, over just to you. he just started playing it to me. And I was like, this is great. But he's just one of those guys. He's full of life. I can't bag him. He's probably a decent bloke. Very affable. But my, the, oh, he just pestered me for the best part of an hour. Oh, that's the best. From Queens, you know, it's a three-hour flight, I think. And I just went, mate, it's great. It's great. It's great what you've done. It's you creative. say that's sick, bro? I said, I didn't say it's sick, bro. Uh, I started feeling sick by the end of it. I got to say, but yeah, look, and and, and it also drew the you know the ire of so many people around us because there's so much action taking place within these two these two seats between me and him. Everyone wondered what the hell was going on. Laptops and GoPros, and I was a cameraman for a while. Just extraordinary. Oh, good times, Bowen. I'm glad yeah. you get those experiences in life, mate. Yeah, it's good to fly around places for free. <laughs> <laughs> that we do a lot of that. But, you know, it's all about the review. It is. It's all yeah. about the news. And the full declarations on the website if you're interested in what Always. we get up to. Plenty yeah. of declarations. Absolutely. Listen to the EFTM podcast. I don't want to go off early, but I'm expecting a lot of tweets. Yeah, look, in Jeff's absence, I, I wish he'd stop texting us. Um, texting? I know he appeared earlier in the, uh, on the program, but look, Jeff, you're not going to reappear. Just drop off. From your hotel room. No from, one cares. From your pit of alcoholism or whatever you're doing at the moment. You know what he'd be he, he would just be, he's one of those blokes who starts talking himself up when he's on the drink. He becomes overconfident. With people Listen, he shouldn't be. <laughs> if, if he's listening, mm. I'm going to make his day. What are you going to do? I think he looks okay in a suit. He's brushed up well. He looks he's, sharp. He's sent a photo of himself standing next to the, the lap time board yeah. of this sim. I, I actually think he looks all right. He looks sharp, and he's probably the best dresser on the team. He puts a huge amount of effort, effort into his appearance. But your head still looks Awful. He's got this sort of hairstyle like he's from One Direction. And he's also growing a beard, which I think looks a bit old on him, I've got to say. Yeah, no, um, but look, he's got a busted head. But he's doing his, he is doing the best with what he's got. Whereas we don't. We we just understand that we are basically offensive to look at. <laughs> Whereas Jeff is dressing... He's mutton dressed as lamb. Oh, brilliant. All right. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your feedback on the uh, on the website. Just uh, like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online, or jump on Twitter at EFTM, at Trevor Long, at The Bowen. We'll be back again next week.